0: This is the balancing act by security compass your guide to going fast while staying safe in today's digital world
1: hello everyone and welcome today to our podcast of the balancing act from security compass threat modeling is a critical part of securing our software and it's through threat modeling that we identify potential threats and recommend mitigations to reduce the likelihood of an attack the challenge we uh, face today essentially is How do we incorporate threat modeling into some of these modern practices from a developer's perspective? So to address this, joining us today, we have Simone Cursi, who is a principal consultant at Microsoft and author of the open source tool, Threats Manager Studio. Simone, welcome. Thank you very
0: much uh, for having me and nice to meet you everyone.
1: Simone, for those that may not know about your background, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about, you know, how you ended up in the threat modeling space, and uh, you know, some of the things that, that you're doing.
0: Yeah, absolutely, that will be a pleasure. I have been passionate about application security since even before joining Microsoft, and yeah, it, it has been quite a long story, more than twenty years in, in the company. At this point, and uh, yeah, I, I've started working on different projects, uh, and then uh, I moved uh, to work entirely on application security. Threat modeling is simply the best approach uh, to provide security to analyze security early, and it's uh, not something, not only something that can be applied to development projects, but uh, we have uh, discovered over the time that can be applied to any project, including infrastructural ones.
1: Mm-hmm. So that's
0: a, that's a great um, plus for for us, for, for the
1: yeah. team. The so let me, let, let, let's dive right into this then, Simone. Um, you've been in threat modeling for a long time. Could you talk a little bit about what you perceive to be the challenges that we face with threat modeling in the current contexts that we have today?
0: Absolutely, that's a great question currently we, there is a, an increase a still increase in interest around the threat modeling uh, but what i am seeing is that we needed to focus on providing value to the business so with the threat modeling not all the practices are able to provide that value you know when you focus too much uh, on compliance then the threat modeling experience becomes uh, sterile, it doesn't provide uh, a tangible value. It doesn't identify problems and uh, its impact is very limited compared with other approaches. Instead, if you do that, focusing on making an impact on the development activity on the project where you work on and facilitating making decisions allowing to implement the actual mitigations to make the solution better and more secure, then the value becomes immediately visible and you can really um, provide something that makes a difference.
1: Mm, That's really interesting. You talked about a lot of things there so you know we talk about value we talk about focusing on mitigations identifying potential threats and what may be attack vectors um, you know, a lot of developers work in the space where they have to implement the code. They have to, to essentially put things out um, in terms of the build itself. And then we have our infrastructure teams and our ops teams that uh, work in tandem within the DevOps context to, to try to deploy these things out. Could you um, talk a little bit about how threat modeling might be able to help our, our DevOps teams?
0: That's another great question. Actually, this is, from my point of view, a new frontier. In particular, when we consider open source uh, tools, this is something that historically has been a very bad experience. I mean, what is most important of threat modeling is the ability to link uh, the activities that need to be done to the reasons why you need to do them. But at the end of the day, if you identify the fact that you needed to implement a specific control to address some risk, you need then to ensure that that control enters in your development flow. So nowadays, when we talk about DevOps, this means the backlog. And if you don't have a process facilitating, inserting in the backlog, uh, the various activities that need to be done, and even before that, uh, to have a meaningful conversation with the product owner to decide what needs to be done and when, uh, then the threat modeling activity becomes uh, something not useful, something that uh, will produce only some piece of paper Put mm-hmm. in some drawer. So th- that's it. making actionable, making the threat model something that uh, joins, uh, that that becomes part of the existing flow. That's a, a very important uh, need for nowadays for today.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. You talk about integrating within the flow, and many times we hear about how DevOps moves extremely fast. We've got automated pipelines. We've got integrated tools we've got automated tests and, and, you know, and here we've got threat modeling, which historically has been done through analysis that requires a human to go in there and take a look at a system. From your perspective, what are you seeing in, in terms of trying to overcome this challenge and shortening the time that it takes to conduct threat modeling so that it can integrate into the speed that is required by DevOps teams?
0: Well, first, uh, we needed to ensure that threat modeling is uh, made part of uh, the natural flow of a a DevOps project. So if we are adopting Scrum, of course, that's not uh, the only option, Uh, but uh, the idea is uh, to have uh, threat modeling done regularly during the various sprints could be done at each sprint, focusing on some aspects We in Microsoft do threat modeling, even at the so-called sprint zero, which is the sprint where you start identifying the first activities to be put in the backlog. And this is a great moment because you you may start to getting the information about what is your system and what, how you can, um, the the first elements about how you can improve its security. So making that part of this flow is, is essential. Automation is also important, plays a, an important role. But uh, we need to ensure that uh, automation um, is not going to take the, the all the focus. I mean, the way to perform automation is uh, to generate automatically threats and, and even mitigations after you have designed in some way your diagram, your, your system, you're identifying the characteristic, perhaps the technologies, and then you have the tool automatically identifying the problems and mm-hmm. then mitigations. But this is n- not uh, a perfect approach. Uh, and this is an euphemism, of course, because it, uh, every tool tends uh, to have a very narrow side about your system. The the approach is not holistic. You are using a specific service, then that service is known to have uh, potential problems. And uh, then uh, there are some potential mitigations that are in place. If you focus your threat model on using this approach and you do not uh, use your mind to instead uh, get better analysis, then essentially you are... Uh, getting um, less uh, valuable results, or perhaps uh, the same results that you will get using best practices, but spending much more. So the investment essentially will be a bad investment. So the point here is to use those accelerators, use automation, but in a smart way, without compromising your ability. Yeah. To, to think and also I will say that another very important aspect uh, is uh, to use uh, um to, to, to integrate the experience with some accelerators there are some re- repeated activities in the process that that happen and uh, if we can identify those repetitions and automate them I'm not talking about generating threats and mitigation in this case uh, uh, It's more about using, you know, mechanisms that would allow to, um, for example, assign a a status uh, uh, to some mitigation that is applied in multiple places. And you do that uh, once instead of uh, every time you have that mitigation. That that makes things uh, much faster. And in in my experience, uh, it really helps to cut the, the time to perform threat models.
1: Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Just a reminder to our listeners that you're listening to the Balancing Act podcast from Security Compass, where we talk to experts and thought leaders as we all try to make this world a place where we can trust our technology to be secure and to be safe. Simone, you've you've brought up a lot of really interesting ideas in terms of where threat modeling is evolving into. um, If we look at organizations today, um, and, and they really would like an on-ramp to start to put into practice some of the things that you had mentioned and some of the trends that you're seeing. Uh, where would you suggest that organizations begin to start? Is it something that maybe developers can play a role in? Is it something security teams can begin to evangelize and, and start to get uh, moving forward? How do we evolve into this, this new paradigm?
0: That, that's a great question. And I will say that uh, a factor in making such a decision is uh, um, the, the current effort or the current the ability of the security teams to, to take this uh, burden. You know, nowadays, uh, security teams are very small, typically for the, for the size mm-hmm. of the organization, the problems that they needed to tackle. And adding a a new burden may be problematic, in particular in the first first, uh, uh, months uh, and perhaps the first year of the adoption. So I think that what I'm seeing is that perhaps the most effective way to introduce something so complex like threat modeling is, of course, to start small to adopt a gradual approach that will start from some proof of concept, some small project, just to learn, to start to learn by doing. And also uh, to leverage, whenever it is possible, security champions program. That's a very effective way because security champions programs allow to um, provide to members of the development teams uh, specialized members i will say for uh, that i have some interest in security uh, and the idea is to delegate to them some activities like threat modeling of course the effort the activity that the role for the security team should be to lead this initiative should be to provide guidance to provide the tools provide the knowledge bases And to essentially define how this activity shall be done. And this is a fundamental, that's an extremely important uh, aspect because this allows to have uh, similar results independently from who is doing the threat model. So, and, and, but uh, by using an approach like a security champion, you can also make it uh, reasonable and make it act, uh, executable even by organizations which have uh, uh, security teams that are having a, a lot on their plate. Of course, you cannot think that uh, in embracing something like threat modeling is going to be free, it is not not talking about licenses. Uh, there are some good the tools even for free, but it's more about the cost that you have to pay to, for the persons, the people who um, execute those activities. They need to, to have some learning for them, to have some ramp up, to guide them and, and um, to essentially make this security champion program effective.
1: Mm, that's great. Thanks, Simone. There may be people in our audience who might want to follow you, might want to understand more about what you're doing. You've, been, you know, you've got a blog, you've got uh, things that you're doing in the open source community. Can you provide our listeners with some ways that they could just see some of the things you're doing? Maybe talk about where, where your blog sits and, and where on, on GitHub they might be able to find your project?
0: absolutely uh, I would uh, suggest to consider the threatsmanager.com site uh, where is my tool as a starting point you will find the links uh, from them from that site uh, to my blog and also to a to Gitab repo where you can find um, additional ways uh, to um, interact to, 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 to access to the sources and so on. And the, to the site also has a couple of ways, provides a couple of ways to interact with me.
1: Wonderful. That's great. And there you have it, folks. Thank you so much for your time, Simone. really appreciate it. Thank it's, you. It's uh, been an amazing conversation. And to our listeners, we encourage you to get in touch, look at the Threats Manager Studio, the tool, the, the GitHub repo, the blogs. And we encourage you to listen in next time on the Balancing Act podcast from Security Compass. Want to learn
0: about what Security Compass has to offer? Check out securitycompass.com demo for a free demo today. Want more of the Balancing Act? Be sure to subscribe to our channel wherever you listen to podcasts for more episodes.